swirling. Welcome to a new episode of Stuck at Home with me, Cliff Dorfman, and this guy. I would tell you my name, but I'm going to have my assistant do it. <laughs> Jason, I guess. Jason Wait. Smith. I'm not your assistant. Marshall, where are you? Where's Marshall? Marshall. <laughs> tell him my name. I don't do anything by myself anymore. He's not allowed Marshall, to. Who am I? What do we do? Marshall says, just so you know, Marshall says. <laughs> tell us what she says. That, uh, that we're the show mm-hmm. that loves watching TV and want to share what we watch with you. Yep, and we will tell you all about the streaming wars, what to stream, and where to stream it. Uh, What's up, Jason? Oh well, um, you keep looking over your shoulder. Well, Mark, I just I'm just asking permission. So Cliff Dorfman <laughs> helped me get an assistant because believe it or not, Jasons are busy, yeah. and so I've been I've been for the first time having to answer to somebody else who's really just trying to help me. Uh, <laughs> but I've learned what I've learned. I've learned two things. One. I don't know how I've made it through my life all the way, even though my wife also tells me what to do. You, you never feel more disorganized until the day that somebody just looks at all your shit. Yeah, like, like just oh opens all the drawers and dumps God. them out. What have you been doing? <laughs> yeah. Like, how did you live? Yeah. I can't like, believe you banana? got this far. How long ago? When did you leave this banana in here? How is there a it's your it's hollow inside? Well, it turned into a maraca. <laughs> is that what bananas do? No, I have no idea. I mean, it's an interesting idea. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> Listen, we couldn't go any further without you having an assistant. There was just, no. you, you were falling asleep at your computer at like oh, 2 a.m. Yeah. Like, no, I'm just going to upload dumb people. Yeah, I remember emailing you the other day. I was like, I'm all done with everything. <laughs> and then I then and immediately, like after I wrote it, I was like, shit, nope, not got one right. more hour. Got it. Right. We're good. Yeah. And then you but like no. take little power naps, but they weren't working really. No, no, no. they weren't working. No. No, but I'm very excited about this, and I just, you know, um, <laughs> and uh, on top of it all, I just make sure she's not there because every time I like, I'm not allowed to do anything. She even checks if I eat. It's great. Well, she knows you're you're you have the show right now. Oh so. yeah, she knows. She knows. She knows. Right. She, she, yeah, she's on the right schedule. Now. What's really exciting about today, and and I kind of think about it, I joke about all this stuff, but like, I am really excited uh, to have this guest here because. Um, she's one of my favorites. We've we've yes. we've got to have her on a few times now. Um, talk a lot of lot of different things on Netflix, but uh, you know, with kind of on the wake of our conversation that we had over on Stereo because we've been we had a long Stereo talk yeah. uh, on Friday. the app just uh, last Friday, right? About the Golden Globes, and it was fun talk. I mean, I had fun talking with you and mm-hmm. like all the people and all the comments. It was a really great time. You should come. We'll be doing another one on Friday yep. uh, for anybody who wants to join. But more importantly, I mean, there were some really great Globe nominations and there were some really shaky ones. And there I do want to ask Jacqueline ones. her opinion. Yeah. And a yeah. lot of shit. And, yeah. uh, you know, and also we want to start dissecting exactly and, and deconstructing what the Hollywood foreign press is, aside from a, a, what appears to be a rather racist body yeah. of people. We, we have decided that and, and by doing some research, by the way, they have a lovely, beautiful building on Robertson. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like it's got to be an eight million dollar building. These these people have, and I think there's eighty eight members. And, and by the way, they all have to live in Southern California. This is uh, the Hollywood foreign press, like, like Everclear. Um, sorry. <laughs> like the band. Yeah, I just think Santa Monica. Like you going with that song? <laughs> it's a weird poll. I know it's a weird poll. I got it immediately. I get it. My brain works broken. Like I just. <laughs> 
Okay, we but, can't sell it to the ocean. And there's a there's a thing also because Jacqueline is from Rotten Tomatoes. Isn't there what is it? Binge like binge master? Like what is it oh, called? Oh yeah. Um she'll tell us, but I, I love this idea. Yeah, I know the 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 binge central that I want to talk about, the the hub yes. for um, you know, that I really want to check out too. So let's bring her on. I I, I wanna get I wanna get in on I wanna get into this. I want to hear you guys' conversation. I'm really excited to talk about some movies for uh, you know, for February for Black History Month, but also just I love Jacqueline. I just want to hear. I like hearing her opinion sometimes a lot more than yours. By so, the way, uh, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm totally with you. So without any further ado, from Rotten Tomatoes, our favorite guest, Jacqueline Coley. Y'all yeah. are so funny. And can What's I just up? say, I'm going to really try hard to live up to that introduction. Don't know if I can. <laughs> oh, but y'all are super do. sweet. And I was cracking up. Real quick, is that a real assistant for Jason? Like he really got an actual, like, Marshall, he got yeah. his Gary. Oh, yeah. that is awesome. I literally woke up this morning as I was doing my schedule and I said, why did I learn about the Pythagorean theorem? Somebody should tell me about calendar maintenance because I spend way more time on that. And I haven't thought about the Pythagorean theorem since my ninth grade math class. That yeah, I was but no one tells you about that, Google calendars or spreadsheets. Like what the? F- no, <laughs> like how to maintain and manage a daily calendar. I feel like there needs to be education on this way more. Like yeah, even more than revamp. home ec. Yeah, even more much than more ec. than we, home ec. We have Postmates, and yes. anyone who's not understanding, <laughs> much more that. than home ec. And by the way, there also needs to be the class on how to balance your checkbook and you know save money. Yeah, like, right. Again, like, they don't teach you that. I'm not saying any of these other things that people <laughs> pursue in school are bad, but no. the more I am required to be an adult, the more I realize how my education ill equipped me for the things you do every day. Sure, I can tell you who invaded first in World War One, but I don't need that when I can't right, no. figure out the Zoom link for this conference call. Though I like what you, you how you worded it, that you're required to be an adult. The more you're required to be, you wouldn't be an adult if you weren't required to be. Yes, exactly. I, I, I would be on a beach in New Zealand right now. Zealand, <laughs> that's an interesting choice. By the way, look at what we do. All we do is is content. You know, like th- the fact is we've chosen careers where we have to grow up the least amount possible. It's very true. Right? LA is the island of misfit toys and people that never wanted to grow up. Like that yes, is it's exactly never, never. it. You never, never yeah. land very much yeah. so. With yeah. as many adolescently stunted men as yes. it had who there. Who are all white. Who are all yeah. white. <laughs> It's not wrong. <laughs> I know somebody's got to feed me. That's just the thing. I'm emotionally stunned, but I'm also like, like literally my, like, <laughs> I don't know what to do with myself. I thought I was actually pretty responsible until he today. Wasn't. Until he today. Wasn't. No one else thought that. <laughs> I don't thought he was good. Just not responsible. I have Jason. I feel for you people. Like again, until you like hand over something and have somebody look at it. Like it's like moving in with a boyfriend and he sees the way you fold your socks. Like, it's like is that okay. really how you're doing that? Is that how you were raised? Cool. Because yeah, cool. who, who taught you? <laughs> okay, let's jump in because I could talk to you all day, but I want to talk to you about important stuff. So first, let's just say it's Black History Month. So yeah. yay. And let's sort of get into, the, I know you have some stuff you want to recommend to us and I really want to hear this. So I want to do that before we get into anything else because I have a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So for Black History Month this year, I think it's really incredible. Rotten Tomatoes has always had 
ton of Black History Month content. I'm always out and about spotting all of the articles and lists that we do. But this year, we really wanted to take it to a next level as sort of a continuation, I think, of some of the stuff that we started doing last year after the events of last June. And so this year, we have this huge hub. We enlisted some really talented, amazing Black writers to write some really great stuff about Black Hollywood in the early days of cinema, under the radar, directors you should keep an eye on, also the best films as far as the tomato meter, um, as far as in the 21st century, the essential films that sort mm-hmm. of encapsulate the Black experience and this list that I did, uh, 40 curated selections for Black joy, which for me personally, I mm-hmm. loved. I think that Black cinema has so many incredible different stories that we get to tell on screen. However, so many of them are rooted in pain and suffering. And if they're not, they're just completely broad comedies that really don't have that heart. And so I really wanted to find that intersection of just giddy, free black joy and sort of Mm. just put that together. And that list I think is really great. And we've got some fun stuff on that one too. Can you tell us a few that's on it? Yeah. So Uh, one of the ones that I love is Love and Basketball. I always tell women, if you had the Super Bowl playing last week, put Love and Basketball on this weekend. It's There's basketball in it is legitimately thrilling. And what's great is like even like the most, I think, reluctant guy watching a chick flick will be in like into this one because it's sports, it's athletes. They'll remember what it was like when they were in high school basketball. It's mm-hmm. incredible. It tells the story of two basketball players falling in love, directed by Gina Prince by the wood. Love, love, love that movie. And uh, yeah, it's it's a great one. Um, also for you guys, I know y'all mm-hmm. are comedy fans. Richard yes. Pryor live on the Sunset Strip is the highest ranked as far as tomato meat. Still to this day, one of the funniest comedy specials you will ever listen to. Also, what's so crazy Agreed. about it is yeah, when the pandemic hit and people got put at home, we noticed that on Rotten Tomatoes, one of the most popular places was the stand-up comedy specials and, and just comedies in general. And that's honestly, I think for the first two months, because I'm a neurotic person and just did not know what to do. I was like on here, like like freaking out on Amazon because I couldn't get a thermometer. Which, looking back on it now, I should have just sat down okay. and just been like, this is a long haul. You can yeah, calm down. We're fine. But, not fine, but, but you know. All I watched was comedy specials. I watched everything that came out this year. When Netflix did that com- compilation episode mm. where they put the best of stand up for 2020, I think I'd seen at least 70% of those. Yeah. So, yeah. It's well, I think it was important to do comedy. You know, I, I just want to say one thing because Richard Pryor is, you know, aside from GOAT, he's one of the, you know, most influential, I think, uh, artists we've had yeah. in, in the last 100 years. Uh, and that shows to this day. But do you remember there was a while ago, I don't I don't recall how long ago, but there was almost a moment Martin Scorsese was going to direct the Richard Pryor movie and Damon Wayans was going to play Richard Pryor. I remember I'm that. still pissed that didn't happen. I feel like that could have been great. Been- there's been a in the works Richard Pryor movie for as long as I've known what in the works meant because <laughs> seriously, at one point it was Chris Tucker. I remember was up for it. And then oh. I do remember the Damon Wayans one got really, really close with Scorsese, yeah. but then there was a Mike Epps one oh, that really? was supposed to come out more recently. Like there's just been a lot of talk. The man lived an incredible life. The fact that it hasn't been captured on screen, I think has more to do with the fact that it's difficult to be Richard Pryor. Like Dennis Hoffman, I think did the most credible job doing Lenny Bruce for Lenny, but he was enough removed from Lenny Bruce as an artist to where he could do that. I don't know if Pryor is enough removed. He's still on Netflix. There's still people watching him today. So there's a part of me that says maybe like 
your kids' age will will find the next Richard Pryor that can do it justice. I don't know. Timothy Chalamet's doing Dylan, and he's still kicking around. So, <laughs> I, I mean, apparently Timothy Chalamet can do whatever he wants. It's. Uh, I mean, he's making out with J Law. I don't know if you saw this uh, clip that was up yesterday. They're in a movie together, so it's not real. Oh. But they played that in succession with an old clip before she was married of her basically saying, "I just want him to get a little older, and I'm going to fatten him up for my slaughter." And so they're <laughs> together. Wait, like, is married is that, is that yeah she's married now i think yeah i know she's married i don't know if she has kids yet but yeah she's married and uh yeah, yeah. i just think it's really funny but back to the list yeah um, back I also to the wanna, list. let's go let's go back to the list i want to <laughs> include one uh beyonce's uh homecoming which oh. to me like even if you're not a beyonce fan which first of all i mean how could you, know? you. No. I wouldn't trust. I wouldn't trust. We don't deal you. with people like that. I mean, she is over my shoulder for a reason. I worship idols. No. Come on. Um, but Beyonce's no homecoming. Argument. Yeah, <laughs> that is one of the best concert like documentaries you will ever see. It Netflix, really shows. Right? How, yeah, on Netflix they right. did it. Is her a history making Coachella set? She was the very first Black woman to headline Coachella, which it's a big deal. Wow. Like it's hard enough as a female artist to get on a lineup at Coachella, let alone headline. And she did this late night headline, which I was there for. And oh, yeah, so I was cool. there second weekend. I wasn't so cool, cool enough for first weekend, but I got there <laughs> on the second weekend. I was pink outfit, not yellow outfit, wow. but it's just this grand production. And Beyonce also directed it, which I think is the, the thing I want to get back to people. And it's not one of these like vanity directing. Her first directing credit was for her like 10th video. She's been directing for a decade. And I would not be surprised. Uh -huh. You're going to see maybe a Madonna turn with her because, you know, Madonna is directing her own biopic. Oh, really? Is that happening? It's happening right now. Oh, boy. But <laughs> the one thing I will say about the Madonna one, although uh -huh. I saw Swept Away, so I know right. how bad this can go. Yeah, very bad. But I also saw her and Dick Tracy. Madonna's had some good work on screen. Yeah, I'm going to give her a 50-50 shot to make this work. And I figure if anyone's going to tell her story the best, and the woman producing it is the same woman um, that produced uh, The Little Women that Greta Gerwig did. And she's like, also oh. produced Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Amy Pascal knows a good movie. Amy she's Pascal not gonna, like very smart. Yeah. She's very not going to just sign up for some silly movie, you know, just for the sake of it. But well, those are the movies Madonna? that... Wait, no, uh, no, no. I don't know. They don't have a cast it yet. They're mm. literally, I think, um, I know rough. it's at Universal. I know they have the script they're working on and she signed up to direct. So like they basically all I've seen is that press release. Madonna's right. director, Amy Pascal producing at Universal. I just, yeah, Donna Langley, I'm, I think maybe just, you know, got Amy and Madonna over some cocktails and they said, let's make a movie. That I actually great. think I Timothy Donna. Charlemagne would look, Charlemagne. actually has a lot of Madonna uh, he would he would be a great Madonna. If Kate Blanchett can play Bob Dylan, Timothy Chalamet can play Madonna. That's honestly, and that was a very good <laughs> Dylan. People do not give that the best Dylan. Enough. The best Dylan. I didn't want to argue because, like, that movie, you know, people have their things about it. But yeah, yeah. well, Kate Blanchett, she could just do anything. She could she read really me can. her shopping list, and I'd be like, award yeah. winner. I'm into it. I'm into it. All right, keep going. Give me some more joys because we got stuff to cover. Yeah, uh, so those are the ones. Uh, the other top ones, ones. Eddie, Mur Eddie Murphy, Rob. But yeah, I gave you the, yes. the high ones. Um, but we still have like a lot of upcoming movies too, which I think are really great with Black History Month, um, mm -hmm. including one that is, I think folks are catching on now. It just went certified for us today. Judas and the Black Messiah. It's everywhere. Man. This is the next one. I haven't seen it yet. That's the one I haven't seen. So is it just amazing? First of all, that trailer is probably one of the best cut trailers I've seen of the pandemic. It yeah. is like 
brings you right into, I want to know what's going on with this. And yeah, Daniel Kaluuya, Lakeith Stanfield, it tells the story of Fred Hampton, who folks will also see in the Netflix feature, The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Mm. Um, uh, (laughs) He's a a part of that one. And he's not the lead character in that Mm. one. That's Bobby Steele played by Yahya Abdul. But it's all part of the early founders of the Black Panther Party. And Fred Hampton was murdered by Chicago police, literally in the most ridiculous like Barney Fife raid. It was so horrible. Just one of the worst moments I think you could ever see as far as like this man was literally assassinated for being a public organizer. And um, it tells the story of how they got in there because of, you know, as the title gives you, there was an informant within the Black Panthers, Judas and the Black Messiah. And it has just Daniel Kaluuya's if if you saw Get Out and were like, that's incredible. I hope you can do more. And if you needed any more convincing, just turn this on. I've gotten to speak with him and that dude is probably one of the most dedicated to the craft of actor actors that I've ever met. And people don't like, I would put him up over on Daniel Day-Lewis as far as how he approaches the ways of acting. I did an hour long conversation with him and it was like a masterclass. He was talking about where he placed his hand in one scene in Widows and how, have you seen that scene in Widows? Yep. Okay, where they're, in, they're they're doing the they're doing the circle, and mm-hmm. Daniel Kaluuya is literally listening to these guys rap, and at the end of it, he's about to blow 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 his brains mm-hmm. out. And what's crazy is Daniel was critiquing himself on probably one of the best scenes I've ever seen in the movie. He's like, "Nah, looking back on it, I should hit him in the face. I hit him in the stomach, and you couldn't see it. We got the reaction from him, but I needed that in the shot." And he's like breaking down where the camera was, and he's like, "Steve kept talking about about." Where can the we circle. find this interview? Uh, it's actually on YouTube. Just look okay, for great. Daniel Kaluuya, SCAD, and you can find it. But he talked about how that scene was on a record. And he was like, if I would have slapped him, it would have been like a record scratch. I'm like, God damn, you are good, man. Oh, <laughs> like, he's really I like. I need to watch he, this interview. Yeah, he approaches it. And he, I talked to him about his great run with all the other movies that he's done. And he's literally he's like, yeah, man, I'm just trying to work. He's trying to do good work, <laughs> trying to keep a job. He's like, wow. I, I this this whole industry is weird, and so he's just like, I'm just trying to work and be proud of the stuff I make. And I'm like, dude, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he's sincere. I've done enough interviews, and I know you've done enough interviews. You can tell yeah. when someone's not sincere. You can oh, tell yeah. when they're just like, <laughs> oh yeah, you needed to get the PR line out. Yeah, and you're pulling it out of them, and like, it's just there's bullshit answers, and yeah, you know, it's two dimensional. Yeah, that's no, yeah, him. no. <laughs> No, it's not him. And that's Judas him. and the Black Messiah is definitely going to be one that's going to be on our um, best of the 21st century. Like I said, just went certified fresh. He's in the Oscar race. It's like between him and Leslie Odom Jr. for best supporting actor, which I think really? is such a great contest. Yeah, likely we'll have three Black best supporting actor nominees with Chadwick Boseman, Leslie Odom Jr., and Daniel Kaluuya. And the other two are kind of up in the air, but yeah. Knock on three. wood. That would be wonderful as opposed to the, uh, yeah. And I got to announce them and it's such a, an honor to be there. But anytime there's an announcement of any award show, immediately people are like, what is going on? But I, I, I the HFPA really liked Emily in Paris. That's all I can say. They <laughs> really liked Emily in Paris and they I really liked Emily in Paris. Don't get me started. <laughs> I mean, I, I asked the question, you don't have to answer this question, but I wanted to know if Phil Collins was giving out handies and that's how this happened because I'm so, I'm so horrified by this. I mean, you're taking up a spot that could forget about diversity. It could go to something better, better, right? Just I mean, better. What I will always tell everyone is where's the Zendaya? Hollywood- <laughs> seriously, seriously, where's, where's I Zendaya? Love- 
Malcolm and Marie, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah, please. please. Incredible. But let me always say about the Hollywood Foreign Press. Please. More so than the Oscars, they're agnostic to a lot of the conversations that you and I are having as far as who should be here and who should be there. And I think that might change after this year, in all honesty, because who knows, but just based on history, one of the reasons why the Oscars moved so quickly mm-hmm. to their diversification was in part at the nudging of ABC. And huh. when more years like this happen and when things like Aaron Taylor, it doesn't mean that they should not award the best of the best, yes. but people are looking at that 88 person voting body and they're saying, is this really the best we can do to arbitrate what the foreign press yes. think about American cinema? And I think that yes. question will, will always be there, but I don't think the Hollywood foreign press is, it's what they like. And think about what's, your grandparents' 60 closest friends would want to watch. That is mm-hmm. not necessarily the same thing as the vote as the as the viewing population. I think the Oscars made a very good point a few years ago to say we want our body to be more reflective of the audience that we are serving as a stewardship of American cinema and sort of like because that's what they pride themselves on first. It's a museum. Yes. It is about chronicling not just cinema's best, but literally the history of motion pictures. And so if they're not reflecting the audience that is watching motion pictures, they become an obsolete institution very yes. quickly. Yes. The Hollywood Foreign Press, they have remained a, an integral part of the awards landscape in part due to the fact that they give good TV. Mm. It is one of the better award shows for the tier of what it is. It does better than the Grammys. Yeah, they let Often people get time. drunk. They let people get drunk. They sit them at yeah. the tables and, and they do, you're right, they do great TV. But at what point, Jacqueline, do yeah. you say, like, first of all, you're not representing anyone that I know. And, and I don't want to watch an award show that my parents, 60 best friends, yeah. you know, who have an $8 million building on Robertson decided. To, by the way, they all have to live in Southern California. Yeah. <laughs> they, is that well, not they- messed up? <laughs> Well, it's so that they can cover the events. Um, these people are usually from their host country. So like these are Italian journalists who move to here mm-hmm. to cover the cover the the Hollywood um, movie landscape. And they've been around for a long time. I think what the thing that the Hollywood Foreign Press, what journalists and folks like you and folks like I can do is when things like I May Destroy You is snubbed. Oh. We need to say something about it. I can't and we stop need to saying continue. something. Yeah. It's and not right. honest, it's not right. Or no. when Zendaya was um, snubbed for the first season of Euphoria, but then what? they nominated her for the second season. So yeah. I think it's, it's the one thing I will just say is with this, if you're upset, if you're disgusted, don't take your foot off their neck. Because right. these, these institutions are predictable in the sense that they care how they're perceived and so they do want to, I think, always make sure that that perception is never in a negative way. And there's a lot to celebrate. Hollywood Foreign Press for as much silliness as they're on the. They also nominated three women in the Best Director category yeah, after only previously nominating one. Regina King being one of them. Chloe Zhao yes. being another one. And yes. Emerald Pharrell, which if there was ever a movie that is very much a like me to revenge tale, very <laughs> female driven there's that movie. So I just like to celebrate what I think are the great things. Audra Day getting a nomination for the yep. bill, for uh, United States versus Billie Holiday, I think is excellent for her because that movie, her performance, it's it is really nice. incredible what she does and Agreed. her voice. Yeah. Ugh. So again, um, I'll take the good with the bad. 
Or there's the a lot more bad. Surprising. Right. The good I'm was whole, surprising. Okay, fine. You're using surprising. I love that term that you keep using. Uh, I'm going to say it's shit. Okay. You can say surprising. I'm a, a, a chalky faced white dude, and I'm going to say it's shit. I'm pissed off. I'm not happy. I think I'm. I'm very tired of seeing the same faces that are marginal at best, that are mm-hmm. getting shoved down our throats for 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 really just lackluster material. And and I'm not going to stand by and watch it anymore. I mean, and a guy, listen, Sam Levinson's a white dude. I think he's amazing. I think he's one of the better oh. filmmakers we have. And and David Washington. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you John kidding David me? Washington. They just, they just didn't incredible. see it. They just didn't this see is what's it. so credible about Malcolm and Marie. Please. Malcolm and Marie is a magic eye movie, as I like to say. And tell us what that means. You either you either see the sailboat or you don't. Remember the scene in Clerks where the dude is like, I'm gonna stay here. Or yes, not like, magic he's like, I'm gonna eye stay movie. here until I see the sailboat. For critics, the sailboat is Sam's critique of film criticism and how they see themselves in that critique or how they see what they perceive to be his commentary on individual people. There is a large section of the critical community right now that is under is under the, not the impression, they are under the belief that the white girl from the LA Times that Sam was speaking of is a specific woman who gave Sam Levinson's previous film a bad review. Now, Sam Levinson has come out to say, no, that's not the case. And in all honesty, in my personal opinion, how stupid do you have to be? Like, if I really wanted to call out <laughs> this specific person, I'm going to be artful about it. Like, yeah, I know not people who Sam's have very smart parodies of, like, they've made a parody version. I know the guy that one of the characters on Silicon Valley is based on. I won't say who he is, but remember when Haley Joel Osment showed up? Oh, and he I was do. just bullshitting everybody. Yeah. I know who that guy was based on because I know the <laughs> consulting advisor for that so show cool. very well. And he specifically told me, he's like, yeah, I'm, yeah, that's based on him. Oh. They're artful about it. They're not right. going to make it actually. They would never actually say that guy's actual company in the parody Silicon right. Valley. They're just going to yes. use that as sort of a vehicle. And the movie explains a lot of the things that it does. It says there is a mystery in art. If you think a song is written about you, when you talk to the guy who it's written about, they're going to be like, probably not. You know what I mean? Or like a movie line is inspired by you. That's just not how art works. There's little bits everywhere. And I think the film has some incredible performances. And what Zendaya does in there. And to diminish her role. Because let's not forget, this was shot in quarantine. It was um, thought of, developed in quarantine. Uh, They put up their own money to do it. And Zendaya... Including the crew. And yeah. Zendaya has been very forthright in saying that, like, she knew she wanted to make this turn. She's been playing 17 for 10 years and she <laughs> wanted to take on more adult roles. And she knew this would be the only way that she could do it and have agency and ownership over it. And for people to delete that and say that this is Sam Levinson's words and that it's his machinations being pushed through Zendaya and John David Washington, I think is silly because John David Washington is Denzel's son. You know, like he's in a Christopher Nolan movie. He can choose his projects. He wanted to be a producer on this. They wanted to shape the conversation. And if you think at some point when this was screened for studios and there was a $30 million buying frenzy Frenzy. to get it, you yep. don't think they would have thought, oh, critics aren't going to like this. They didn't care. They knew right. this was going to be something like Bohemian Rhapsody, where the yes. critics were going to have their own opinions about it, but it really does hit audiences. And I think you see that on Netflix because my Twitter timeline would blew up with Malcolm and Marie. 
Yeah, and also let's let's really say that, you know, I don't believe in any way Sam was directing it towards one specific thing. He was directing it towards an institution that needs to be changed. That yeah. needs to be shaken up. And we need to if you want to talk about systemic racism, oh, well, what are people doing? Well, this is what art is doing. So there's a the, there's a commentary yeah. right now. There was a, a lead film critic who wrote a review that somebody thought was sexist. These conversations are happening right now in the film. I think yes. took the courage to try and dissect that. Like the line that that Sam utters where he says is the only reason why universe why Moonlight is universal is because Barry Jenkins isn't gay. Like that kind of like that's a question that you yeah. can ask and go back and read the reviews from Moonlight at the time as glowing as they were. Which I think is very interesting. Um, yep. The two directors that are name checked in at Spike Lee and Barry Jenkins have both done conversations with Sam Levinston as part of the promotional tour for the movie, which I think right there says what they think about them and being name checked. Spike doing that? Yeah. I yeah. mean, come on. That says everything. Yeah. It, I, think it's, I think it's interesting to see that, yeah, like these guys are not, you know... Yeah, it's they're, not, they're not, no, no, no. They're not hiding you. away from it. Yeah. No, they're not hiding. Yeah. And, and and Sam is actually putting his his foot forward. And he's saying, yeah. you know what? Go ahead, rip me up. I'm going to take backlash if you give it to me. But I made a great piece of art. And where is Zendaya? And where's Zendaya? Yeah. Where is yeah. she not, not? Why is there no nomination for her? I am just absolutely floored. And that to me, I just leave it at that. Yeah, it was disappointing for me. I actually got to talk to her about this movie. I love that movie um, to the puzzlement of some of my peers. But the one thing I will say is there is things in that movie that are the things that you don't say out loud. And I think there's some interesting conversations that can be had if people want to open that door. I think most folks would just rather, you know, dunk on the movie and say it's a Vir Virginia Woolf Rip off. I'm going to give those people their moment because I like to, I'm both sides in you a little bit, but they're like, ah, oh, it's a rip off of Virginia Woolf. And, you know, Sam Levinston is a very privileged, he's the son of Barry Levinston, director's son. But that's mm -hmm. why I call it a magic eye movie because mm -hmm. you have to be that into the industry to know these things. Yep. Most people do not know that Sam Levinston is Barry Levinston's son. Most right. people do not know who the white chick from the LA Times is or that's who they're right. name checking. Yes, um, this is exactly true. And, and okay, you make such good. This I just love having you on the show. And, and these insights are fantastic. And and again, I say this with you know all my soul. I feel like the same people who are saying that are the people who who think that this year's nominations for the Golden Globes are okay. <laughs> not all right. of them. I will say that not all okay. of them. But I will okay. say that that is a Venn diagram with a lot of overlap. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, wait. <laughs> it's a Venn diagram with a lot of overlap. There's a lot of those circles covering each other between the people who think the Golden Globes nominations are fine and the people that are dunking on Malcolm and Marie. There's an overlap. There's some right? overlap. And how's yeah. it doing on Rotten Tomatoes? So Malcolm and Marie is a mixed movie. I think it's like 59, 60, last time I checked, which is mm -hmm. like barely fresh, barely rotten. What's so interesting is Bay, uh, Jay Barshwell. I'm saying his name wrong, but he's the guy yeah, from This from is Tropic the End. Thunder. And yeah, Tropic Thunder. He also is in uh, How to Train Your Dragon. He has a voice, as a lead kid. He actually went on Conan the other night and talked about how he only watches movies that are within the 40 to 60 range. Or no, he's the 50 to uh, 70 range. He likes that middle section, huh. like not too fresh, not too rotten. That's his sweet spot because he says those are the films where people are most divided, where the filmmaker was making bold choices, where they were really trying to say something. And not everybody was about that meal, but it had some really like strong flavors. And so he says those are the movies that he watches first. Like he doesn't like 
certified fresh movie. So I think Malcolm and Marie falls in that category. Yeah, and I'd like to see where time leaves that movie because I think right now, you know, let's see where it's at a year from now because I don't think it's going away. No, and I don't think it being on Netflix is going to be a bad thing, especially with Zendaya. And I look, look at her Twitter and Instagram recently, man. You can tell that she loved making this movie and she felt so much ownership and agency doing it. I was so disheartened to see people try to remove her from the narrative of it in an effort to go after Sam. That's the yes. only part I have a problem with. If you want to object about some of the movies, the, sure. the ranting or whatever, there are some things about that movie that I'm like, yeah, I could have probably hit the cutting floor, had a producer's touch on it, and I would have enjoyed okay. it better. But sure. you don't get to remove her agency from it just because it fits a better narrative because she's been very clear about, <laughs> no, this is what I wanted to do. And so right. I think that we should honor that first. And put her money into it. I put her own money into yeah. it. This is not right. what people at this level do. And <laughs> they all did it. And yeah. okay, but this is what I hope. And we can leave this here for now. I really do hope we get to see an Oscar nom for her. Well, you know what? It's likely right I now for so. the Oscars. Um, again, this might beat at Rotten Tomatoes that I cover a lot. We, we have some pretty consistency between Viola Davis and Francis McDormand. And mm. then there's the Carrie Mulligan, Vanessa Kirby of it all, who are also very consistent and really, both or just one of them could make it in, freeing up a spot for either both Audra Day and Zendaya or oh. just one of them. And I think that will be probably the math that it ends up in mm. um, as far as what rounds out the, the five women, if you will, for um, best lead actress. But I think those six names are the most consistent six names that you will find. You might see some other folks throw in Sophia Loren there, but oh. for the most part, those are the six names. And so... Really, if I was in day, it's not really about being the best performance of the year. It's getting down to those five, because when you get down to those five, Viola's already got one. Francis yes. has got two yeah. recent one, recent ones. And the Academy doesn't usually like that, especially with women. Right. Tom Hanks doing it back to back is oh, a real okay. fluke. You know, no, nowadays. that's okay, though. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very rarely that they'll yes. do that with a female performance. Um, not for so. Forrest Gump, Cliff. Not for Forrest <laughs> I like Forrest Gump. <laughs> you know what though that movie is another one where people have a different opinion of it later in life but you know what i loved alan Menken's score for that is one of my favorite scores to ever be created it is so... it's amazing no it's not Menken. sorry it's um silver sylvestri alan sylvestri i got it wrong hey, you. uh he did uh, back to the future and uh so good. so good. Right. Yeah. So good. Okay. So before we, cause I know I'm going to have to let you go soon. So what, what, tell us about the binge stuff. Cause I know this is a new yeah. feature, right? So, so yeah. just a so little we, bit so people can yeah, go. So we on. have the binge central guide on Rotten Tomatoes. And it's basically where you can go to the site and find what you need to watch. We have an entire breakdown of the entire MCU, both to watch it in chronological nice. order or in release order. We have everything that you should be catching up on for the summer. I mean, so many of these shows um, either got pushed off or, Filming was different. And so if you're just trying to figure out what you missed so that hopefully when things return to a more cohesive and closer to normal thing in the fall, mm -hmm. folks will have it. So yeah, Binge Central, check it out. I mean, top picks on Amazon, top picks on Netflix. It, oh. Basically, if you're just looking for something to stream at home, right. uh, this is the perfect place to do it. So yeah, so check out Binge So now the question's Central. answered. What do I watch? Second only to... <laughs> Hey, just I want to make this clear. This is a great place. But another great place to learn about shows that we want you to watch is Stuck at Home. Yes. Uh, yes. Podcast that, uh, that, that loves binging shows. So we, we might just have to change our name to Stuck at Home with Bid Central. Yes. Yeah. Hey, listen. <laughs> 
Also, guys, I would be remiss if I didn't say you guys have had me on your podcast all the time. And since the last time I saw you, we launched ours, the Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong podcast. I know both of you have strong opinions. This is a podcast where we, it's not a debate show. We just say Rotten Tomatoes is wrong about Blade, which I think is 63% on the tomato meter. And I was for sure like, are you for real? This is not (laughs) a certified fresh masterpiece. Who was reviewing it? It gave birth to the MCU. Our modern day, our, you don't get Deadpool. I agree. You don't get Logan without Blade. Anyway, so we brighten people on. And sometimes it's just a love session. Sometimes all of us agree. Yep, critics at the time did not see this movie for what it was. And sometimes oh. we're like, no, critics got it right. And it's such a great opportunity not to debate the merits of the film, but to debate like why people didn't get it, what they were missing out on, why people feel like it needs a second glance. And that's mm-hmm. the main thing. It's, um, I like to consider it like the anti, how did this get made? We're like, no, this got made and people <laughs> didn't that. appreciate it for what it was. So who is it? It's you and who else? It's me and Mark Ellis. So I don't folks, if y'all know him, he's a stand-up comedian. He's also one of the Rotten Tomatoes correspondents. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's the two of us co-hosting and we Amazing. always bring on a guest with every film. So you pick the movie. Like, I think we just did Blade. We just did The Notebook. Uh, we're doing Titanic coming well, up I soon. I want to come on. You got to bring me yeah. on. I, yeah. I, I promise I'll be good. <laughs> You don't have to be good. Actually, you can be bad because okay. we have no problem with it. I, I usually keep it PG-13, but I'm not going to lie. Sometimes on the Rotten Tomatoes podcast, you've got to put the right language down. Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> is wrong. And we can yeah. find it everywhere. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. Apple, yes? Spotify, Stitcher, and always at RottenTomatoes.com. You can go there and pick whichever platform you want for each individual episode. Listen, oh, I, I know this. we don't have the time to do it, but I really need to know, like, uh, a lot of these already. Like, I, I, I don't know that, I, Cliff, that I can finish the show until I understand I know, if right? they were wrong about Spider-Man 3 in yes. a good way or a bad way. Also, I was, um, I was so against this movie, but the girl that came on, I'm not going to lie to you, she, she really made me feel that I was missing out on it. I oh, didn't wow. in the end. I still stuck with my guns, but she good. definitely had me wavering. She did. Good. What about Mortal Kombat? Oh, I was on the Rotten Tomatoes is wrong. That movie is awesome. <laughs> that movie that is movie- awesome. I love it. Awesome. So I just watched awesome. the other day. I uh, they, they uh, in the new Mortal Kombat game, Mortal Kombat 11, who our friend uh, uh, Sean wrote. Um, oh wow! Yeah, Sean Kittleson. Yeah, he uh, he. Um, but they brought back like characters. So like they have the the guy who played they have bunch- Jack's back, right? They they brought Jack back, but no, they brought Shang Tsung back, Johnny Cage also, and um and the guy who played Raiden, uh, the guy from uh, Highlander. Um, yeah, uh, they did Christopher Christopher. Christopher Lambert, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I got it just for that because I love that. I just wanted to do the ball punch with, oh uh, my just, God. with the good man guy. Oh, and you and they voice their characters. And they voice their characters? They voice their characters and everything, so it's all there. So it's really oh, fun. Oh, I was just talking about the character. I didn't know they voiced it too. I have Mortal Kombat 10 yeah. on my PlayStation 4. We've been put on a no video game buying until we can get a PlayStation 5. Oh, <laughs> just buy the, you, buy the games they upgrade. They upgrade. Well, the thing that we want to get the PlayStation 5, it's more budgeting. It's more like we can't be this family that like buys the huge TV <laughs> hey, and every console. So we got to make some sacrifices if we're going to buy a You PS5. work hard. You can get some stuff, Jacqueline. Come on. Here's, here's oh, the, don't postpone joy. Do not postpone joy. Here's the trick. Um, until I had an assistant, nobody had to know what my purchases were. So now Marshall's probably going to keep me from it. But I got my PlayStation 5 and my Xbox uh, One X or Xbox oh. Series X. In fairness, he lent it to me for a month so as my kid was healing, and he lent it to our friend Dan Dunn also. So he didn't even have it for two months at least. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Well, I hope you're enjoying it now. Yeah, to, no 
because all I wanted to play was Miles Morales. And as soon as Miles Morales is done, I was like, I, I can wait now. You guys can have it. And it's so good, Jacqueline. It's so I want to play Assassin's Creed. Is it Valhalla? Oh, yeah, Valhalla. It's pretty good, too. But oh, on PS5. Miles Morales is the thing. Oh. And uh, yeah, it's good. You'll like it. Yeah, Miles again. Morales. And I say that knowing that, like, of course, I have that time coming up immediately. I'm still <laughs> exactly. going to be able to spend yeah, 32 hours on, a, on, an, on an RPG. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I same way. I, I will find time though for for st- Spider-Man stuff, anything related, and it was actually a really fun, good story. Um, but this, honestly, this podcast, I, I got to listen to it because it's amazing. Um, There's 20 episodes already, and they're all movies get, I want to hear about. Yeah, I might. Honestly, have, uh, you might get text yeah. messages later where I say like, no, no. <laughs> you might. You started so, something. Ace Ventura: Pet Detective would need to call to only funny when he's coming out of the rhino's butt, and otherwise is a worthless movie. <laughs> Oh my God, you would have been so great for the episode. I was like, that movie is just, it's kind of mean now. The comedy doesn't work. No, Some comedy doesn't. holds up, that comedy doesn't. It's just Jim Carrey doing Jim Carrey, no, which is great, which I just loved. But like, but don't no. work. Yeah, that, don't but that, work. Well, when he comes out of the rhino, I could watch that all day. Yeah. Um, just that. Just yeah. that. Okay, so Jacqueline, you're coming back soon. And by the way, we're starting a campaign because we both want to be on your podcast. So yes, that is Rotten Tomatoes is wrong. Uh, yes. Everywhere you can find podcasts. Yep. Jacqueline Coley from Rotten Tomatoes. Black History Month. Jacqueline, thank yep. you for being also here. Also remember the, uh, the binge. Binge Central. Yes. Binge Central. Binge Central. Binge Central. Right. Yes, thank you. Appreciate it. Great all. to see you again thank as you. always. You're amazing. We'll see you soon. Thank you, Jacqueline. Uh, hopefully on my yep. podcast. <laughs> That's right. you my house. <laughs> Tell us when we're <laughs> there. Wait. I cannot wait. Thank right, you, bye, Jacqueline. Bye. bye. Yeah, Jacqueline. Clark. I uh, we went over, and it's only because it's Jacqueline. I absolutely adore her. You no, know, you guys I were having love, a great love, conversation. Love. We got to really extend beyond what we were talking about, and uh, we spent like we spent. <laughs> we, to be fair, we spent like six minutes just talking about it. My, my me like being an incapable human being. So um, it's it's okay. we're it's okay. you're not we're right on we're time. joking. What? Okay. I just said you're not incapable. We're joking. Let's be fair. I want to be incapable. Can I? Like, I feel like this is. Oh, the, if you want to be, this we'll is the go part. With it. This is the part where I just like just hold me. Obviously, okay. <laughs> you want a hug? <laughs> no, no, I just don't want to use my own arms. <laughs> just, I'm okay. I'm okay. Just, just, hold, just, just hug me. Like, See, I don't want to use my own neck muscles. It's not a headline. I love that conversation. I, I love everything about Jacqueline. I love Rotten Tomatoes. I love the whole group over there. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, I'm not lying. That podcast sounds amazing. Rotten Tomatoes is really wrong. I don't really say does. that because we have to promote it anymore. We're done. I'm telling you, it sounds awesome. What I really do. About, and I want to fight with somebody about, um, I <laughs> want to fight somebody about, uh, like there's a few movies on here that I think are like somebody going to defend in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Salt. You cannot. It is impossible. <laughs> He, right. Someone's going to defend Wonder. The, the 20th episode is Wonder Woman 84. I mean, that might be the first one I listened to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> I need to see, I need to read. I want to listen to Batman V Superman V inherit the wind because that one is going to piss me off. Yep. Uh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. This is great. I'm yeah. telling you, this is exactly our kind of podcast. This is, this is, this is what we do. And you know, yeah. another place they could find this all out for us is, uh, uh, you know, on stereo, we did do, do a really big Wonder Woman talk. If you really want to know how we feel Ooh, about yeah. it, if you can't guess, or if you don't know us by three now, hours, if you don't know me by now, well, you three should, hours and I can't wait you spent on, on that. And by the way, if you're gonna listen, if you want to wrap your golden lasso in anything, oh, yeah, your, your lasso truth, in? you know why, <laughs> you know, because you don't want to lie to your you don't want to lie to your lasso, you don't. 
you know, your last of truth, you get your Meandes and you, they are collabing right now. Cause it's, it's Valentine's day. So Talk this is the me. time where, this is the time where you're like, Oh, look, we have the same color underwear and, uh, both <laughs> have these shirts. Like this is, you know, me and my wife have been together for a long time. So yes, a lot of, not a lot of ways to keep it fresh. We wear, we have a lot of clothes that match. We have, we, we are, we are sweater people <laughs> at Christmas where we'll like find the ugliest sweaters and we'll go to the party dressed in the ugliest Christmas sweater ever. Yeah, that couple. But, oh yeah. I, I, yeah. I have the suit that there's a picture of i found a suit with like reindeer on it like a full three-piecer mm-hmm. and it's got like it's blue and it's got reindeer and she you know we will dress up for that kind of stuff we don't mind doing matchy stuff um you know and, and then you know christmas we both have our own player plaid pants now you know you know it's we, we, we we you know we look the same you know you know and, and we also look like our dog like every every other dog lover so <laughs> We, you know, we we'll get into this, but this is the this is that romantic stuff. You're living together now. You 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 know you've been, been in quarantine together. Yep. You're probably sharing clothes, so why not get yourself some matching meundies, right? Like get yourself a little cute outfits, and they so, need like, special things for Valentine's Day. Yep, exactly. So um, so uh, there's Tell a there's it. a Swedish French artist right now that's being featured named uh, um, Andre. Um, or AKA Mr. A. So he's got a, a special unisex set that he's made. And there's these little, little people holding hands. I, I, I've seen these characters. I didn't know it was a guy named Andre, but yeah, but you can get that all set up. There's lots of like cute little hearts and sweet little things. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like, uh, and yeah, so that's what I'm going to shoot. That's what I'm telling you to do now. Let's matchy matchy just for a day. It's cute. You don't have to go anywhere. It's not like matching co- costumes at Halloween because you're trying to hook up with some other chick and you don't want to dress exactly like her, you know, and you don't want to go Shrek and Fiona because what you're gonna you're gonna take somebody else home. It's none of that bullshit. You're staying at home for Valentine's Day. Focus on your focus on your partner, you cheating bastards, and get them. Wait, to I want to wear the same thing on February 14th on our Valentine's Day show. We should no, we order will. the same I, thing. Absolutely, we will. Okay. Let's let, we'll figure Let's out our that. thing. We'll see what we can do. Um, I love and get our Miandis going on. Um, and there's lots of cool new arrivals. You know, they go up to four XL. You know, so everybody got a got a uh, got a got a unisex. Micromodal. This is the most comfortable stuff. They make it from sustainable beechwood trees. Right, pulp. Yarn to yarn. All right, nineteen ninety nine for the membership, free shipping, money back guarantee. If you don't like it, which I don't think it's ever happened, but if you don't like it, they just say keep it. We'll give you your money back. All we're saying is get soft. Get soft. Oh, I love it. Get soft. Get soft this Valentine's Day with your lover. Meundies dot com. Offer code stuck for fifteen percent off. As I'm stuck <laughs> with my lover. <laughs> don't use the word lover. Love her. It's an did it on word, Sex right? in the City, and I hated it. And don't do it now. I've never liked that word. It makes it grosses me out. My like, lover. Like, it's like, hey, who's that? That's my lover. That's my me and lover. my lover were at, me and my lover were at dinner yesterday. It's like, why? Why is they got to be your lover? Can't you just be? Can they be a person? Be a oh, gym? I'm buying my lover a pair of Bose headphones. Yeah, yeah. yeah why? See how you odd it is. Touch? Yeah, you don't need it there. You don't need because it doesn't define anything. It doesn't not represent okay. the, the 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 headphones unless you unless that's somebody who knows like that's oh yeah that's what you do. That's, that's what you do okay as, a, as a lover. Yeah. Like yeah. only you only buy headphones for your lovers when it gets serious. And I'm like, really for your. What lover? are you gonna do for Valentine's Day? Well, my lover and I are gonna go to the uh, Ace Hotel downtown. And, <laughs> no, no, no. I want to jump back for a second because the stereo talk we had about Wonder Woman 84 was three hours long. And the one we had on Friday, which I got to tell you, was one of my favorites that we've ever had mm-hmm. about the Golden Globes and the uh, rampant, we'll say, non-diversity. Mm-hmm. So I don't, yeah, I love Jacqueline's use of the word surprising. 
But, you know, my theory on what Phil Collins did, if you want to know about it, how he got his daughter nominated for uh, Emily in Paris, listen to our stereo talk on Friday, two hours at least, and I guarantee you'll laugh. And what Phil Collins did. Go to stereo.com slash Cliff Dorfman. You get there. Starburns Audio. Or Starburns Audio. And it's all there. Find us. Yeah. For real. Did you see that? um, Tell me. Ask me. <laughs> I don't know why this this is the one thing I caught. Um, the um, that they were created for some reason today in the position HBO Max came in as committing to a lot more animated projects. Okay. So they're bringing back Clone High, which I was a huge fan of. Did you ever watch Clone High? I uh, know I never did. Did you? Yeah, Clone High. Clone High was the bomb. Dot com. Um, <laughs> it was it was out about then when you could say the bomb. Dot com. Clone I was High, just going to say I'll still take that over Lover. Yeah, over love. Yeah, thebomb.com. Uh, like, this is this is where Lord Miller got their kind of thing going. Oh. But this is this is uh this is my boy Bill Lawrence. Oh, okay. So wait, there is Bill Lawrence doing it? Um that I am not sure of yet, but I uh, I hope so. So this was okay. this was he okay. was created by Bill Lawrence and Phil Lord and Miller. So Lord and Miller, we all know is the Lego movie guys, uh Last Man on Earth. So uh, great. Super, they did a lot of the stuff for that Spider Man movie, I think. Um, but yeah, they're, they're like, multiverse? They, yeah, into the multiverse. Ugh. They're the, they're the hotness, right? They've, they've been the hotness for a while. Lord and Miller have been doing some great stuff. And Bill Lawrence, as you guys know, is my favorite. Um, so yeah. I'm very excited. And Clone, Clone High was always a good one. So it a, it's a story about a high school filled with like Abe Lincoln, who's like a nerdy guy, but he's really tall. And then like uh, JFK is like a jock and a douchebag. And uh, Gandhi's. <laughs> Gandhi's in it and Gandhi's like the like hang, hang, Gandhi and uh Gandhi I feel like Gandhi hangs out with Abe Lincoln and he calls him and and they call themselves black and tan or something as a like a like the name of their people uh it's a very fun show sounds um, good so they're rebooting Abe, it is that yeah, it yeah I mean it had yeah Will Forte was in that Nicole Sullivan uh Michael McDonald Krista Miller uh, yeah, it was just always a fun show, you know. I Genghis hope Khan is involved. Genghis Khan, that's awesome. Genghis Khan. <laughs> Donald Faison was in there. He played like a bunch of different people. Andy Dick, maybe he can get another job. He played Vince Van Gogh. Who you it's got all say? the people. Yeah, it's got all our. It's all all my. You know, Sherry Shockey's in it. Jack Braff was in it. Uh, Judah Miller was in it. Neil Flynn, who's the Jesus. was the the uh, was the, uh, the 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 janitor in Scrubs, and also was on um, the middle Love Scrubs. I love Scrubs. So yeah, like this is all that. this is all my Bill Lawrence favorite cast. So this Wait, is really so you exciting. upset about this or are you happy about this? I'm stoked. Okay. I'm stoked. I don't I mean I haven't watched the show since it came out in 2002. Like okay. it it doesn't some of this stuff doesn't hold as long as it could, but it was always a great show and I'm very excited to have it back. But I don't I don't freak out about that kind of stuff. If it sucks, it sucks as a cartoon. Well, I wonder um, if they're going to like update it and do like instead of a Blinken and Gandhi, they're going to do different characters and like, you know, and they can revamp the whole, you know, student body of Clone High. That sounds kind of dope, too. That'd be fine with me. I mean, yeah. like just the people that are involved is who I care about. Right. right. Like getting those people got back together. And it says they will reunite creators, Phil Lord, Bill Lawrence and Christopher Miller, oh, um, who will all be serving as executive producers. That's and expensive. Um, Erica Rivoja, uh, who uh-huh. wrote the original series, is also returning as the showrunner. So uh, that's great. Yeah, and Lord Miller are going to write it. So, I mean, oh, it could you go... You know how much money HBO Max is spending on that? Oh, <laughs> so lot. much for a cartoon, so right? So much. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the above the line on that is just huge. I get, But it's awesome. That's And, and it's going to be a uh, TV mature, right? Or is it a kid thing? That'll be... It was on... It, it never was on kid. It was on MTV back in the day. So, it'll always Fantastic. be a little more adult. Um, I was going to also say with that, too, is like, I think that we're actually seeing the 
fruits of uh, the uh, fruits. The fruit, the fruits. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the things that druids ate. The, the fruits. <laughs> the druids ate the fruits. The fruits. Please continue. Uh, Maybe, baby. Go on. Uh, it's. Uh, I feel like I've said like because it's uh, um, from. Uh, so I married an axe murder. It's one of Mike Myers doing something like the fruits. Mike Myers. The fruits. Just, the fruits. Um, of the labor of uh, the of the quarantine, right? Because there's a lot of people that couldn't figure out what to make, right? And or how to make more um, live action stuff. So a lot of uh, of animation stuff goes on. And I was going to kind of focus on this towards the end because we just had a few minutes, and this is one of the things. Yep. But I think we're going to see a lot of this stuff. One of the other things that they committed to was creating a, and I don't know if this is necessary, but I'm interested in hearing it. Uh, a Velma uh, origin story, as in Velma from Scooby Doo. Uh, really? Yes. <laughs> Mindy Kaling is going to produce and star in it. As long as it's uh, not Linda Cardellini, I'm good. No, no Velma is going to be Mindy Kaling will be both the executive producer and star in the adult comedy. Oh, she's star. Yeah. Oh, cool. So it'll so be they're fun. Diversify. Yeah. So they're going to. Well, I mean, they're going to. I mean, they're going to have uh, Mindy Kaling voice white girl, but that still doesn't bother oh. me. I, you know, I'm glad. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm glad too. I just, you know, would even be more happy if they changed the the so, look. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you but know? I mean, in a weird sort of way, it's kind of nice too because you have a lot of times where um, white people have vo- voiced, you know, black characters and a lot. Uh, uh, characters of color. So the idea that Mindy is voicing a white character actually, I feel like, is in a way its own type of progressive. Amen. Totally you know? agree with you, Jace. What else we got? Um, oh well, the big one. I kind of held off on the big one. You buried the lead. No, I just did it on purpose. I, you know, <laughs> I, I buried my, I buried my lead deep into my undies. That's right. <laughs> Boom. Um, uh, but uh, Dan Harmon, uh, creator of Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty, and uh, my beard spirit animal, yep. is uh, and this is you know he is uh, has just been tapped and signed on and officially been announced for a new uh, uh, animated mo- show based around ancient Greece. <laughs> really? So we're gonna yeah. get like Socrates and Plato and. No, we're going to get like gods and monsters. Oh, like Zeus and, and, and mythology. Oh, and mythology like and Greeks and R-rated? Yeah. I mean, it's Dan Harmon. I don't, I yeah, mean, it's got to be good shit, man. Yeah, like, it's got to be dark. Something like, happened. Wait, what's it? These for HBO Max? This is not. This is okay. So, this is an interesting one. And that's part of the reason I wanted to talk about it is okay. no, it is for, yeah. um, it is for Fox. Really? Fox, not Disney. Fox. Like Fox, the actual network where American Dad was and where Family well, Guy and Bob's Burgers is? Well, it's, yeah, Fox Entertainment. So this is this Fox Entertainment brand that's kind of, the, the, that sprung from the ashes of all this stuff. It's the, you know, it's the f- company that they formed separate from mm-hmm. everything that was sold over. Right. Um, you know, so this is where, yeah, so this is where this is going to come from. You know, but are um, we saying it's going to be on, you know, quote unquote network television if that, you know, even exists anymore? But yeah, absolutely. This is going to be, this is Fox Entertainment. So I can kind of give you the list of shows that are part of this that are awesome. Fox, not Disney, right? Cool. What just happened with Fred Savage, which already came out, uh, Beverly Hills 90210, that short lived 2019 oh, reboot, yeah. Prodigal, Prodigal Son, which I don't know about, but I guess it's out. Bless This Hearts, Bless, Bless the, the Hearts, hearts. Yeah. which is an animated show, The Moody's, uh, Outmatched which I think is already over yep. Duncanville, which is an animated show that I really want to get into, but I just haven't been able to. I haven't either. Filthy rich. Uh, next, the great North, which is the one that you guys were talking about the other day. Yeah. That just feels like work. Offerman. Yeah. With Offerman. 
Uh, Call Me Cat, which I, I don't think I've seen yet. I didn't know. I've seen it. It's it's Blossom. It's uh, Mayim Bialik. Oh, yeah. That's the, and it's uh, based Mayim on the BBC show. And it's not... Listen, I love Mayim Bialik. I really do. I think she's a very talented, very intelligent human being and also was great on Curb Your Enthusiasm. There's something about this that it just it just doesn't click. Got it, it just seems a little awkward. Based on yeah. a BBC show. But yeah, I, again, you're naming a bunch of shows that have not worked. Yeah, uh, The Untitled Dan Harmon Project, which is now we know is about ancient Greece. Yes. Uh, House Broken, um, which will be, it hasn't come out yet, but it's an animated, another animated sitcom. Mm-hmm. Fantasy Island. They're going to reboot Fantasy Island. Again, this they're doing it again. Yeah, again. Oh, God. Uh, well, this whole, maybe, uh, did you watch the, uh, did you watch the Blumhouse one? I, I tried watching the Blumhouse one. It was unwatchable. Yeah, I, I got through it. Um, you liked it? Good. No, oh, no. But I, okay. I, I, mean, I was just checking. I, a, I was just checking. But I have a different. I have a different threshold for that shit than you do. Like you do. I kind of crave bad movies every once in a while. So the, the absurd, like I don't know, I get into it. Um, and uh, and so, but yeah, so those are the those are the things that are going to be part of this Fox Entertainment banner. So I don't know how that all kind of works, but uh, it's definitely something that uh, is very interesting. Yeah, um, it doesn't sound like they've had a bunch of winners. So hopefully Dan Harmon's going to turn the tide well, I mean, on that one. Dan, if anybody can do it, Dan can. I mean, Agreed. He, he's got such a, you know, he's got such a unique voice. No one uh, like him, period. There's no, no one like and, him. And, I mean, he works so much be- and he works so much better in animation than he does in, in um, uh, live for action. better, for worse, for live action. Because I think for live action, like, it requires people to think that it's being more adult. And when you do kid stuff, like, you people are like forget and like they allow it to be more adult in a weird sort of way like you you can have the silly with the adult stuff in a better way where people are like oh, we'll get into it because like if if uh, if community was an animated show i bet it would be it'd be in 12 season 12 right now listen because- I, I have to say I, I have to jump in i absolutely i think community is fantastic i watched yeah. every episode i was pissed as hell they didn't renew it i was glad they clipped chevy chase off it and i mean we don't have atlanta if we don't have community i mean let's right. be very clear about this yeah. yeah, yeah, we don't have we. I mean, the, the the you know we wouldn't use the word meta quite so much if there wasn't such a thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and look at the cast he put together. I mean, it's an incredible. It's like a tour de force. So yeah, I, listen, I'm a you know Dan Harmon like you know Team Dan. Yep. Uh, as a creative, all the way. So if anyone can turn it around, it'll be him. Uh, so this is the this is the announcement so far, right? This is the announcement so far. So those are just some animated shows that are coming up. But I I anticipate we'll see a lot more animated. Uh, stuff in progression just because um, obviously it's the safer way to get, you know, get great content out there with right. great writers. I mean, getting Mindy Kaling on to do a Scooby-Doo show. Fuck. That's fucking, that's a fucking score for Fox and for Scooby-Doo and, and Mindy, I'm sure will be funny. I mean, and she doesn't, you. you know, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> we'll think thrilled. about like how fun, uh, what, even though I didn't want to like it, how fun uh, that one, the Batman one, the uh, Harley Quinn. Yeah, you love that. That was super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So listen, fun. we know we're animation heads. You more so even than I. So so you know, listen. I hope we're going to get to see this kind of new era of mm-hmm. you know what what comes of what we've been through, you know, through this new animation. So that would be that would be a very very welcomed welcomed uh, surprise. By any means. Uh, so, so okay, so we are about done. We have our show on Friday exclusively on Stereo App. So you can go to the Stereo App and, yeah, and we, we're gonna, talk you know, with us. Yeah, come over there. I'm going to try. We're going to see if it works, but I'm going to try and see if I can figure out how to stream it. But for the most part, please come over. We'll send links. It's a lot of fun over there. You can do talks. 
you meet my wife. Yeah. Uh, I got to do a talk with, um, I didn't get to do the talk, but I got to moderate a really fun talk with, uh, Louis, with, Anderson? Uh, Louis Anderson yesterday, yeah. which was really was cool. Great. Um, you He's know, we awesome. had the guys from mega are over there. New rock. A lot of our, a lot of the people we've had as guests, the new rock stars are over there now. Sklar brothers. Sklar brothers are over there now. Dan Van Kirk is over there now. Yeah. Um, we got Gilbert going starting up next week. Yeah. So there's a lot of fun people, not just from Starburns, but from all over the place. We, uh, We'll have some really fun announcements coming up that I don't want to spoil because it's going to be Grawlix. really cool. Yeah, Grawlix is going. Yeah, yeah. a lot of stuff, and then the stuff from you know the end where they, you know no tour. I'm not gonna. But yeah. yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. and I'm very, very, very excited about that. Okay, so I, I catch yourself there. That was a good catch. Yeah, it was a good um, catch, right? Because I know it's like you can't say that, <laughs> like, yeah. but I'm not. It's no tour, but no. <laughs> I'm just no, just absolutely not. Okay, so we will be on stereo on Friday. Please, please, please come join us. We love it there. It's exclusive. It's like our special show on Fridays, and we get to kind of talk to all of you too. And it's not just posting, so you can leave us and talk and call in and leave us here. Come to us there. Yep, that's right. Okay, so that's it. I'm gonna say I'm gonna sign us off. So everyone, another great episode. Thank you for being here. Stay safe. Stay sane. Stay strong. Jason Smith, Cliff Dorfman. I love you, everybody. See you. Na- see you in a couple days. Bye. Yeah. Bye.